0: Welcome True Believer readers to Let's Read Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, a division of Let's Read Spider-Man, a proud member of the PaceBot Patreon Podcast Network. All right, The PaceBot Patreon Podcast Network is home to many great podcasts, and
1: one that might interest you would be a discussion about salvaging old items and fixing them up. Wow, this sounds straight up my alley. I, I'm big on recycling and fixing old things. Well, join Marla Madison as she takes weapons tossed out as
0: junk from military salvage and funded by an anonymous wealthy newspaper mogul, builds killer life size robots. Check out Putting Your Junk in My Killer Trunk, nominated for an AVN Podcast Award on the PacePot Patreon Podcast Network.
1: Marla Madison's creeping into our sponsor again. Well, I'm not into recycling weapons. <laughs> Maybe something else, you know, not recycling into life-size killer robots. <laughs> from May of 1977, Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man number six, The Power to Purge. A new sponsor. Well, okay, um, Spidey's swinging about town when his webbing fails him. He barely keeps himself from plummeting to his death and decides to take a break to relive Marvel team-up number three. <laughs> Uh, I was like, what? This is this is a reprint of Marvel Team-Up 3 uh, with like three new pages at the start and the end? Uh, I would be so upset if I bought this and I got a Marvel Team-Up. Uh, let me recreate Marvel Team-Up uh, like Jonas Harrow for our listeners, okay? <laughs> um, all right. Morbius and his vampire buddy, Jefferson Bolt, run amok on Empire U's campus. The Human Torch and Spidey have tea with Professor Jorgensen. Who helps explain Morbius? There's a big fight. A college kid dies, and Morbius flies off. It does say on the splash page that this is a retelling of Marvel 2
0: Up Three, and it's presented as if Spider-Man is having some ill effects that remind him of that time.
1: <laughs> Terrible, James B. If if I missed it as a, well, I'm slowly becoming a Spider-Man aficionado here, and adult. My my young self, I I wouldn't even catch this at all. It's, just atrocious um i I gotta say this doesn't inspire optimism with peter parker the spectacular spider man well it's been a problem
0: we did discuss it. jerry conway quit right
1: yes that's true this is
0: like this is like a sub plan uh just (laughs) do this it's basically the same and uh you know but eddie that only lasted for one book right thank goodness let's move on all right. And by the way, I did hear your comment about uh, this podcast being sponsored by the Pace Pop Patreon earlier. I heard you mumbling there, but listen, Eddie, only about a year or two left to go. We'll be You can get a new That's sponsor it, for huh? this.
1: From June of
0: 1977, Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man number seven, Cry Mayhem, Cry Morbius, not written by anybody, no art by anybody, because Eddie didn't put any of it in the notes. Just move on. It's fine.
1: All right, all right. Well, at least we have original content here. Um, Spidey is breaking into a gambling club in search of Mr. Morgan. He finds the new crime boss and roughs him up and swings off. After gathering his clothes, Peter is forced to walk home because he smells like chopped liver. How could you not know you smell like chopped liver? There's like eight people who stare him down in this scene. Uh, I don't even know what chopped liver smells like, by <laughs> Well, thankfully, we are saved by a reference to, uh, L- Laverne and Shirley and the Fonz. Did you see this, James B? Yes. How, do you know who these people are? I know the Fonz. I know Laverne and Shirley, but I couldn't tell you too much about them. Oh. I know their oh, names. Tell me what. Tell me what you know then. They're something on TV, right? They have a show. Am I wrong? The Fonz sure. on TV. I, all right. All right. So. Ha- so the Fonz is from a show
0: called Happy Days. Yes, I know that. I can do that. Which if you're like a super TV nerd, you would know is technically a spin off of Love American Style. Oh. It's like a, it was one of their little shorts and they kind of spun it off and they changed like one or two actors. I think the father changes. Uh. Uh, but everybody else is basically the same. And the Fonz comes on and he's actually like a character who's like a temporary character, like one of those like special guest stars who oh. they keep around and then uh-huh. becomes like bigger than anybody. Sort of like Urkel. Oh. You know, he's, he's not supposed to be the star of the show, but takes over the show eventually. Interesting. Um. Laverne and Shirley come on at one point, and they are like dates of like the Fonz and somebody else. I think they go, you know, maybe Richie and the Fonz or oh. Potsy and Richie or something. They're just like two other girls, and then they spin them off into probably the best of the Happy Days spinoffs because there's also Joni loves Chachi and uh, a couple of other ones that only go off for a little bit and then then don't make it. But yeah, they're uh, they're two women. They work in a brewery in Milwaukee. And uh, in the beginning, there's like bottles going by and stuff in the, and there's a song, Shamil, Shamazel, Haas and Pfeiffer Incorporated, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, dun, 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 dun we gonna do it. That's a, you know, other song. And those words, by the way, have no, th- there's like no correlation of what they even are. And I didn't want to look them up because I just knew in general, they're like weird words that don't have anything. It's not like a thing. It's like <laughs> saying they're not, they don't mean anything together. If you go look them up separately right. at some point, you'll be like, these words are just words. They're just
1: Like like Haagen Dazs ice cream, which is
0: meaningless, right? It it would be like as if 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 your introduction was like you know Haagen Dazs, Xerox, you know tube of toothpaste, go
1: like you know they're just words that don't have anything to do with each other. That's all I remember. All right, so well, well, thank you, James B. Yeah, learn something new every day from our dated reference. All right. On the same rainy evening, Flash is once again in search of Shawshan, and he confirms he sees her in a window. We immediately leave the stricken war vet to see Morbius being controlled by some unseen power. The strange consciousness controlling the vampire puzzlingly breaks into the beautiful and attacks Gloria. As he kidnaps Jay Jonah's favorite secretary, he takes her to the top of the water tower and threatens Gloria to tell him where Spider-Man
0: is. Speaking of Gloria, it's now time for a Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man exclusive, something you may have missed. Eddie, Gloria is in danger. Everyone wants to know what happens, but before we move on, there's something I want to add that you may have missed. Eddie, I've been saying for weeks that Gloria Grant is moving into Peter's life too quickly for my tastes. Well, now Eddie, Gloria Grant says she's pooling her grocery money with Peter. Who does that? Who pools money with a neighbor for groceries? How does this
1: make sense? I didn't even think about this too much. I don't I do not know how it makes sense, James B. either. <laughs> right?
0: Like what? All right. Anyway, this has been something you may have missed.
1: Well, speaking of Peter and Gloria, Spidey shows up and attacks Morbius before he can harm Gloria. During the battle, Spidey's web shooters are damaged, making saving Gloria considerably more harrowing. But while Gloria hangs to Spidey, they both see Morbius freeze, and we see the parasite within him. As Morbius is sent into extreme pain, a figure radiates around him, and we learn the Empathoid is to blame. Uh, what a curious plot here. I feel like Morbius is already pretty tortured without some someone additionally torturing him from within. Ugh. I hate villains who aren't villains. Like, oh, poor
0: Morbius. He's being possessed. He's not even a bad guy. There's too many of these nice villains in Spider-Man. I say boo, Eddie. I'm boo. Disappointed. <laughs> well, most.
1: we'll talk about him maybe after we uh, hear this next book.
0: Oh, yeah. I'd like to talk about the next book, but... I've got to clean up your mess first. Sorry, James, James. so hold on, because the artists are different. So I'm jumping around here. I could here. do it. I could do it. Uh, no, I'll do. I'll just do them. I'll just. The book that we just read, the one that has yeah. Gloria Grant pooling her money, was written by yeah. Archie Goodwin, but the artwork that you enjoyed so much was from Sal Busema and Jim Mooney. That was that was issue 7. Really, really it's amazing say,
1: that it's taken this long for me to make this mistake actually.
0: <laughs> I appreciate you doing yeah, that. No problem. From July of 1977, Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man number 8, and only one shall survive, written by Archie Goodwin, art by Sal Buscema and Mike
1: Esposito. As Gloria and Spider-Man stand stunned by the sight of the empathoid inhabiting Morbius's mind, Embody. body they are once again attacked by the vampire gloria is saved and we leave the battle to see flash breaking into the building shawshan lives in uh, flash gets to shawshan only to learn the restaurant owner is her husband devastated flash walks home i guess we'll never hear from shawshan again that's all
0: yeah i'm sorry flash can't talk to her because she's married like that was it he was only interested in her for like one reason, like that way. I guess men and women can't be friends. Like he's like, she's like, I'm married. Oh, bye.
1: He's like, walks out. Like what? They have like, so much they could talk about. <laughs> like, I'm gl-
0: glad you're safe. Welcome to the country. Thanks for being. I mean, but oh, whatever. All
1: the trauma he experienced, like both of them experienced in both Vietnam and then the the issues where you know. Shoshan's father is revived jeez terrible. yeah as to quote uh, eddie but i am sadly married <laughs> <laughs> all right we're uh, across town spidey is confused <laughs> uh, as to how he knocked out morbius with one punch as he looks at the unconscious vampire the empathoid rises from him Spidey attempts to fight the translucent villain but can't stop the Empathoid from absorbing into him. With the Empathoid inhibiting him, Spidey has visions of Morbius's plight in an alternate dimension not long ago. What a weird and trippy part of this book. Uh, there's very little context for this alter- alternate dimension, right? Yeah, according to the editor, they're like, yeah, this is all from a different comic,
0: just, you know, just... Try and stay with us, people. Um, yeah, not not a, not a great start. Eddie, by the way, real quick, you talked about the fact that you hadn't forgotten in a long time to list the artists and those people like that. And like I said, you do a great job there. We used to not mention the it's artist true. and the writer for for a long time. I'm not saying you'd have been doing it for a long time, but there was a time that we didn't even do that. And then uh, we didn't even have that intro. We didn't right? like intro the books at all. We would just sort of <laughs> just say in the next book and we would just march Boom. along. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, so, maybe um, some remastering sometime, James B. No, yeah. <laughs> it's de- definitely going to happen as we're
0: dropping these things like crazy. We have plenty of time to go back and clean things up. But we're going <laughs> to clean up the final book of this set here right okay, now, okay. right?
1: Um, we return to present day, where the Empathoid allows Spidey to swing home to fix his web shooters and read the newspaper. Uh, I was like, what? But let's just hold on here. Uh, As Spidey then later swings about the city, we learn the Empathoid feeds off emotions and commands Spidey to fight Morbius once again. Because the Empathoid is within Spidey, Morbius gingerly obliges to battle, and the two of them battle with Spidey leading them westward through the New Jersey Tunnel. As the battle reaches its apex, Spidey swings into a football stadium full of fans, and their strong emotions— This overwhelms the Empathoid, forcing him out of Spidey's body, thereby killing him. Morbius is impressed and gives his regards, only to fly off, while Spidey takes the Empathoid's body to the Fantastic Four for safekeeping. Uh, Clever work, Peter Parker, to defeat the Empathoid here.
0: Yeah, good thing you stopped and read about a football game in the newspaper, Encyclopedia Brown. He's a genius.
1: I liked it. I, I you know, he, he had to understand how the empathoid worked, right? And he understood it fed off of emotions. So he needed to find a place where it would be overwhelmed by so many emotions. I I mean, Sp- Spider-Man has, and Peter Parker have done things less intelligent than this. I, it, it was really funny how he convinced the empathoid to let him sit there and read the newspaper too. He's like, I just need some time to sit here.
0: I was thinking how I could try to be super positive about these books because there are, like you said, I mean, there are worse books. There are better books. I'm going to just look at this last book and say, okay, Morbius is in it. Good villain. Gloria is in it. I like that we have a different character that's not just Mary Jane or Aunt May that's being dragged around. That's good. We do have the Flash drama. I don't have to agree with the fact that he's like, I am married, Flash. I am Sorry. Uh, She's like, I am married, Flash. This man, Ahmed, is my husband. And, you know, like, okay, whatever. You know, he's like, oh, like, I like that there was something there. The empathoid was cleverly defeated. They got to bring the body there. There's some weird stuff in the middle. I mean, there was pieces of this this that were good. I mean, Peter's walking around with no shirt, shooting his webs at his big Indian statue. I mean, there was, you know, you've got to just... If you go into this thinking, okay, there's going to be like two dumb things. Everything else is going to be good. It's
1: probably good. good. Apparently my standards are just lowering. I mean, this wasn't my favorite book, but I I liked the Empathoid. Not so much that he was some kind of interdimensional cosmic character, but like the idea of uh, like a parasite inside. Well, certainly inside Morbius was interesting um, and kind of fun to have instead of just be Spider-Man. But also his power, like I said, it's fascinating. He's like, he's not motivated to like kill Spider-Man, you know, or Morbius. He's motivated to feel emotions. It's a little mysterious. Like, we, I, I don't know. We've had a, like, you know, the motivation of our villains and, or even heroes often.
0: So Morbius goes to a world not his own yeah. and returns to Earth with a parasite inside of uh-huh. him. That has him battling and acting differently. That's the
1: worst part of Empathoid, let it be known, but continue, yes.
0: And then the parasite jumps into another person yeah. and can be defeated by a bunch of people cheering. Right. Right. Can I t- can I say that one more time? Just, and you listen to my, listen to a, I'm just going to change one word. Okay, go okay? ahead. I'm going to change one word. Okay. So someone goes to another, a world not their own. Right. And the symbiote Venom uh, jumps in them. <laughs> And then they bring the symbiote venom back to Earth. And the symbiote venom can jump into other people, and uh, the symbiote venom can be defeated by the, like a lot of sound. Yes.
1: Are we? I'm just are saying. You making you're there's, you're finding parallels here <laughs> to the future future villains. I'm just saying Spider-Man's in both these
0: stories, and you know, <laughs> let's, let's try to make this book have some context. But you know, a parasite who you know, you know, just, I'm just saying. Did it make Morbius stronger, by the way? I don't know. I think it made him much weaker.
1: I mean, Spidey knocks him out with one punch. He keeps pushing Morbius beyond like his abilities, and he won't let him like well, feed. So he hurt Morbius, essentially. It's time now for that segment that
0: could make you famous because you send in questions and then we read them, and people are like, what a great question. We'll follow that person on Twitter. That's right, people. It's time for you're not a nobody, you're a somebody.
1: Uh, Nick at Hard at Work Nick asks James B do you think having multiple Spider-Man books running concurrently over the years hurt or helped the character ah, these are all such good questions all the time aren't
0: they <laughs> they are good I think it helped the character I don't like it but we're still in the era of Marvel team up and Peter Parker the spectacular Spider-Man so right now Spider is just getting a lot of coverage. People can go to the comic book store and they can pick up any one of these three titles, and there he is. I know we're going to get a little crazy down the line with, uh, you know, where they're going to start having five different issues just to cover what's happening in the, you know, the Spider Man clone versus Venom versus crossover saga. And uh, don't get me started on Ultimates and other things like that. But I think overall, more Spider Man is always a good thing. So I'm going to say it helped the character eddie steve at slim shady underscore ep asks is the lizard still a favorite villain of yours not including j jonah jameson update your top three spider-man villains
1: what a tough one um the lizard i always have liked the lizard i really liked when he recently fought stegron because they're two kind of monstrous men both at the same time uh, my top three villains these days—that's uh, a—that's a really tough one. Uh, I'm gonna go with a couple more current villains. I—I'm thinking uh, Morbius because he's such a mysterious kind of strange character, and he shows up and ooh—he gives me the creeps. So he—he he does a great job of that. Um, besides Morbius, geez, James B, you wanna help me out with one of them here? No, you asked <laughs> you asked for
0: this question, and then you're not even doing it. So far, all you've said is Morbius. I'm already making faces at you over here. Uh, it's your I, villains, not mine.
1: I, I know. Well, I'm having. I I'm have to tell to you who update, your favorite your favorite to update. Villain. My
0: favorite villains. Uh, you really like Doctor Jonas Harrow.
1: <laughs> I, I liked how he looked. That's for sure.
0: I thought you were going to take your kids to see
1: him. <laughs> Well, I guess... Eddie, is know. the Lizard one of the top three or not?
0: That's the question.
1: If if he's been showing up more, I'd love to see more of the Lizard. Do you but like the I'm, Lizard better than Stegron? I, I do like him better than Stegron, that's right. for sure. So I, I think you can go...
0: <laughs> let's just... We can just say Morbius, Lizard, Montana. And if you want to update that... <laughs> how about Doc Ock?
1: You love his tea drinking. God, love Doc Ock. I was just a little more contemporary, but boy... Don't Why don't we move on to a question
0: that someone so can answer? Bad. Why don't you give me the last one?
1: <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Ian Cooper asks, what is your favorite episode of Let's Read Spider-Man? My favorite episode
0: is... <laughs> I don't know it by episode number. I think exactly. I'd have to kind of Google it, unless you know which one it is. I like the episode where we talk about Spider-Man. Uh, it's the Amazing Spider-Man annual three when he tries to uh, join the Avengers basically. And they're trying to re- decide if they recruit him and they call in daredevil and they ask daredevil, Hey, we, <laughs> Hey, daredevil, come on in. We want to talk to you about uh, a new Avenger. And it's like, not him. He's just like the reference and the wasp doesn't want anything to do with Spider-Man. Cause she doesn't like that. He's a spider themed villain, uh, spider themed hero. And it's just, it's just a super goofy ca- book, which just is,
1: makes the best podcast. I think the goofy ones are just excellent. I, I love the goofy ones also. And I, as much as I love all of our guests, it's so much fun to do this project because we get to meet so many new people. Uh, when well, we had Gordon on recently and he talks about Doc Ock taking a shower with his glasses on. I mean, what a riot that guy was. It was, it was just a fantastic, uh, episode and so well, much fun to record. Well, I want to get one
0: more in too. I, uh, I did like the episode where you couldn't handle the fact that uh, the intro involved you going on a hot date up in Canada. And uh, you said, I remember you said, unfortunately I'm married. And that was a a special of mine, which of course get replayed in the the top 100 episode as well. So if you also have a question for us and you'd like to get your, twitter handle or your email read online and maybe perhaps someone will start following you and you'll become super famous please write to us at let's read spider at gmail.com or you can uh, reach us on twitter at let's read spidey once again you're listening to the segment you're not a nobody you're a somebody if you're okay we'll start wrapping it up i guess okay sounds good Eddie, I know we just gave out our Twitter handle and our email, but if people want to reach out and tell us if these books are better than the Dr. Faustus books, remind
1: us one more time how they could do that. You can email us anytime at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com or at letsreadspidey on Twitter. I'm James B., joined by... Eddie!
0: And remember, listeners, Let's Read Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, is his vision of Let's Read Spider-Man. I'm a proud member of the PacePod, Patreon podcast network. If you like this podcast, you may also enjoy 50 Nifty Neighbors, a podcast about saving money. That sounds great. Anybody can use that. Join Glory Grant each week as she teaches you how to use your neighbor's electricity to play records. Use your neighbor's living room so you don't have to vacuum and use your neighbor's money for food. You can also sleep in their bed, wear their clothes, and live in their house. You will save so much. You won't believe it. The thrifty nifty neighbor is a proud member of the Pacepot Pot Patreon podcast network.
1: Stealing <laughs> S- saves saves money. It's right? just stealing, though. It's not. It's not thrifty at all. You're just robbing someone. <laughs> goodbye. Oh, goodbye.
0: A shemiel is an inept, clumsy person, and a shemazel is a very unlucky person. A shemiel is somebody who often spills a soup, and the shemazel is the person it lands on. Okay? Okay. And then hassenpfeffer is a German stew, and there's really no way, reason they should all be together. <laughs> because if it basically says, like, a clumsy person, an unlucky person, uh. and a German stew. <laughs> Incorporated. That's really what it comes <laughs> out of. So like doesn't make any sense. Speaking of not making any sense, they took Marvel Team-Up 3 from a long time ago and reprinted it. I'm doing the math in my head here. It's about five years later, they reprint the story and then make it seem like I guess they were trying to tell us where Morbius was for the last five years. Is that the argument? And then he's going to show up again. But he's he's been back,
1: though. I've seen him since. Um, uh, It's totally unacceptable. It's just the laziest thing you could possibly do is reprint a marginal book like this into your new series. You only launched five issues before. Ugh, like I said, it just sets a terrible precedent. I, I would completely stop um, buying Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, if I got this. would be yeah. Over. They're
0: already they're already running Marvel Tales, Ugh. which is all reprints, and the annuals have been all reprints from annual like yeah six, seven, eight, nine. You know, but they just started doing that again. Yeah, this is this is terrible to to sneak this in here and. Throw a few pages in there. I mean, maybe. Oh, I mean, I don't even want to say. It. Maybe if there was like it was half, it was at least something going on. But there's nothing going on here at all. It's just a, I mean,
1: also it's like I mean, we are in this project, and thankfully we have people to help guide us through to make sure we read the right books in the right order. You already in order to keep up with Spider-Man, you have to buy Amazing Spider-Man. You have to buy Marvel Team Ups, and now you got to uh, buy Peter Parker's Particular Spider-Man. Since the, all the stories were, you know, interlocking for a couple issues, and now you just get this useless book. It's like uh, the plan is so poor here. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, I feel.
0: I hope our sponsor's not upset that we're covering reprints in the. <laughs> in our yeah, we
1: we should just replay our podcast from Marvel Team Ups Three, right?
0: <laughs> you know, the audio quality is not that good. I did consider. It that. <laughs>